Day 34 Hilda, an old friend that moved away to Chicago, called me to check in today. She's grown so much in her walk with Jesus. I was telling her how Papa had me on these 40-day journeys and how he's also revealed the next journey already. I can't believe there's only five days left of this journey. It's wild. She asked me what the next journey was and I told her, a journey of hope. Then she said, but how do you know? Because Papa told me, I replied. Yes, she said, but how did you know he told you? I realized then what she was asking. It's been a while since I've gotten that question. To hear from God is to have a relationship with him. It's to spend time with him, whether leisurely or in prayer or just in conversation. I have only heard Papa's voice audibly once in my life. It was really three times, but in one event. It was an Eli moment from the story of Samuel. It came as a whisper, and it was so clear it cut through the night. At first, I thought Tony had called me, but I knew it wasn't Tony's voice. So I laid back down and fell back asleep. Then I heard it again and went to go check on the girls. As I laid down once more and began to drift asleep, I heard my name again, and this time there was no mistake in it. I just knew it was Papa, and just like Eli, I responded, I am here, Papa. I am listening. I felt so honored and overwhelmed with emotions to hear the audible voice of God, and it was the last time I heard it. That was maybe eight years ago. Although Hilda didn't give me the opportunity to respond, it was okay. It was part of her ADD, and I was used to it. Hilda thinks she wouldn't be able to recognize the voice of God, but I don't believe that. In fact, I know it's not true. She recognized his voice when he spoke to her about her brother's death before he died. He spoke to her about moving to Chicago. He spoke to her on many occasions. It was really just a matter of how closely she was listening. I think sometimes... People don't give themselves enough credit in this category, and it's understandable. I've had to go back many times to make sure I was hearing from God before doing something. Some people like myself needs that reassurance versus others where they are firm and know without a shadow of a doubt. The truth is, God talks to everybody. It just depends on how much you're willing to hear. Papa God doesn't do a whole lot of shouting when he's talked to me. It's been in a soft tone voice. Sometimes it's been gently, and sometimes it's been sternly. It all depends on how much trouble I may have gotten myself into. <laughs> I'm just kidding, sorta. But Papa does speak, even when one thinks he doesn't. Day 35 Ugh, I got up this morning feeling... Weird. Well, more like weird for me because it didn't line up with how I'd been feeling these past few days. Suddenly I felt overwhelmed, heavy, pathetic, stupid. It was strange. It didn't make sense, of course, so I started texting a few friends so I could pinpoint where the feelings were coming from. I called my sisters, and they said they were doing well. I asked my friend, Larray. She said she was fine. I didn't really know who else to reach out to. So I try to pray and praise and I try to shake the feeling off. But it wouldn't really come off. It was weird. For reasons I couldn't explain, I was having that burden carrier thing again. I was picking up on somebody's burden and they were feeling really low and I didn't know why. 
I'm just hoping whoever it is that they're going to know that Papa loves them and that they're not pathetic or stupid. And depression is part of life and to hopefully seek help when that happens. To look to Papa and to look to therapy. The Lord didn't promise that we would have an easy life, but he did promise that he would be with us no matter what. And he did promise to give us peace. So Lord, I pray whoever is feeling like they're depressed and they're stupid and pathetic, that they will know that they're none of those things. You call them conqueror. You call us royalty. You call us your sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord, for reassuring and reaffirming that for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Day 37 Every Wednesday at church, a group of us meet for intercessors' prayer. When one of the members prayed to end the meeting, he prayed for those who were feeling overwhelmed and depressed. Of course, I had to share. Because that's what I've been feeling those past two days. Let's just say the feelings have lifted, but it doesn't mean to stop praying. There will always be people who will feel weighed down by feelings of depression and stress. So it's important to keep that on my prayer list. This evening, before Tony started a discussion with me, he asked if talking about magic and death and end times would give me nightmares. I responded, as long as he didn't show me any pictures of anything, I would be okay. I was now curious as to why he was bringing it up. I'm very sensitive to what I see and hear and watch. Sometimes, if not most, it will affect my sleep if we're talking about it after dark. In the daytime, it's a little easier to fight, but at night, it's a battle to overcome. I remember this show called... I don't remember what it's called now, and that's probably for the best. But my sister talked me into watching it. I had seen previews for it and I knew it was not a good idea, but unfortunately, peer pressure got the best of me. Let me just say, that was a mistake. I not only couldn't sleep, but I felt so sick to my stomach. For weeks, I was tormented with the images in my mind over and over and over. I had to cry out to Papa to help me. I learned my lesson then and hoped I would never let peer pressure get the best of me again as far as TV shows or anything sensitive to my spirit. I was appreciative that Tony cared enough to ask, probably because he'd be the one that I'd have to complain to. So I listened in on what he had to say. It was intriguing. He talked about how a group of explorers just found a book that was buried with a pharaoh's wife that they'd never heard of. I say explorers, but I think it's excavators. I don't remember the terminology exactly. It was called The Book of the Dead, the book that they found. He mentioned how 10 years prior to that, an Arabic man had written a similar book. Even though it was in Arabic calligraphy, those who were considered top-notch and Arabic speakers couldn't decipher his passages. They could only make out a few known words. I feel certain that's for the best. It reminded me of a dream I had where these professors had these ancient artifacts from different countries, but they were used for witchcraft. Well, the professors thought it would be cool to just read from those artifacts, believing they couldn't still possibly hold any meaning. What a bunch of idiots. Didn't these folks watch movies like The Mummy with Brendan Fraser? Anyhow, 
Tony wanted to research that and how it tied in with end times prophecy. I told him to tell me more. He said, the Bible mentioned how in the last days the devil would release secrets that shouldn't be told onto man, but it's all part of the deception to deceive man. Yet, man will fall for it in the same way they will fall for the Antichrist. He believed that many would think because the Antichrist can do signs and miracles that people would believe he was sent by God, and then not too long, they would begin to worship him as if he was a god. I'm not sure how the conversation got to the rapture, but it did, and it's something Tony gets passionate about. Like the way I get passionate about the children in the world and those who are wicked toward them? Yeah. He made a very interesting statement, though. He said, I wish moving forward that pastors would stop preaching about the rapture and start preaching more about the end-time signs. We both agreed that a lot of Christians were looking forward to the rapture as an escape from persecution. Let's face some facts. Christians in America has no idea what persecution means. We don't live in a communist or dictator country where we may be killed for sharing Christ or even saying the word Jesus. We have such comfort in our place of free speech that the idea that someone would kidnap us and throw us in prison or torture us until we choose death or renounce our faith is so far removed from our minds that it's laughable. How are diamonds made, babe? Tony asked me. Through fire, I said. Under pressure, Tony added. Does God not allow the pressure from the heat to find his true diamonds? Tony asked. I agreed. It's the story of the wheats in the weeds. We can all claim to be Christians, but when persecution strikes, how many will be left still boldly proclaiming or dying in the name of Christ? There were so many great points that Tony made, but he ended the conversation with, if these pastors would talk more about the signs of the end times and prepare the flock for persecution, there would be less Christians relying on the rapture to be saved and not be unprepared for what's to come. Hmm, definitely something to reflect on. It's day 40! And we have made it. We have made it onto another 40-day journey. And I would like to just take this opportunity to thank you. If you have listened in each week to these personal journal entries, I hope that these entries have blessed you in some way or brightened up your day or was comical enough to make you laugh or reflect and deeply think. I know there's been a couple of these entries that was probably a little hard, especially when I got a little frustrated and upset. But again, I am human and this is all of me that I am showing and giving. And so I'm being obedient to what my papa has asked of me. And that is to share this journey. And so Papa has already spoken to me about the next journey and he has actually said not to delay. So he's not going to give me a big break the way he did with the last journey. In fact, he looks like he's just going to go full steam ahead. So I want to take this opportunity to talk to you about that journey because it is going to be a little bit different from the personal journal entries. From what it's looking like, it looks like it's going to be more of a devotional every week. 
with this devotional, we're going to be using a method that I like that's called the SOAP method. And the SOAP method stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. So the next 40 days, or I should really say the next eight weeks, is going to be a journey of hope. I've been praying about where Papa wants me to get the scriptures. What book does he want me to read? Or what are we going to be looking at together? What are we going to be reading from? He is leading me to do it a weekly passage from the same book. And surprisingly, it's the story of Gideon. And I thought that was really interesting. I actually had to go back and ask him again, like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm not familiar with Gideon. So I'm very excited to see what are some nuggets that we can reap from. But I'm just so excited about just this journey of hope, because I think especially in these days where things look so dim and it feels like the times are getting darker, we do need that hope. We do need to shine brightly. And that can be challenging for us sometimes when we're just seeing the things around us coming apart or people that we love are passing away or getting sick. It can be challenging to find that hope, to find that encouragement. So I'm so excited that that is our next journey. So thank you so much again for taking the time to listen in on these personal journal entries. And I hope that you will join me on our next journey of hope.